Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. This is an encore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with... My Hall of Famer co-hosts, Miss Leanne Whippen and Dave and Chris and Alex and the crew are running around in the background somewhere. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. They do have a special going on. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest, um, Dave Raymond, the namesake and co-creator of Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce. Uh, he's famous and he's one of our more famous guests that we've had. And if you don't know anything about sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce, you've probably been living under a rock is the only thing I can say (laughs) because it's, uh, it's a big, the big seller in, in the barbecue sauce business, but we'll talk all about that. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, you look good. Are you happy? Oh, COVID retired me the first week. I'm about as happy as a guy could be. (laughs) (laughs) So let's. And and I mean that sincerely. Uh, I I stopped coming to work, but my nephew, Deuce, who's my partner and the son of my brother who created Sweet Baby Rays, we've shared office space for, at that time, 15 years. Not office space, but one office where we were in it together. So. The last three years of the company had basically been running the company uh, already, so now it just uh, seemed like it was perfect timing, and and surviving COVID, we're doing better than ever. So uh, to be able to 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 get the good part of that stuff without having the the pressures and responsibilities, who wouldn't be the happiest guy in town? Oh, absolutely. So you you actually had COVID yourself? Uh I, I got it in January, this this January for the first time. Mm. But 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 I'm saying people in the restaurant and catering business oh, yeah. had, no, had no reason to come to work for, after the first week of COVID. Right. Yeah, we saw right. that uh, out here on the West Coast, and I think Leanne saw that in Florida. So mm-hmm. that was a, a very, very tough deal. Well, Ray, let's get some historical stuff out of the You're way. You're calling here. him Ray. It's Dave. <laughs> It's Dave. Dave I'm, I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. Easy to do. Ah, oh, jeez. All right, Dave. Let's get some historical <laughs> stuff out of the way here. Thank you, Leanne, for that. You're that's welcome. that's why she's my boss, really, <laughs> no. Dave. Um, the sauce is the boss. The sauce is the boss. I like that. How did you? Uh, how did you and your brother come up with this? And and you've got to tell the story about why the sauce is called Sweet Baby Ray's. Back in 1982, I was a buyer for pharmacy of pill prescriptions for nursing homes. 
And the salesman came in and said, you made good ribs. I said, no, I made good ribs. He came back three days later with a column from Mike Rico, who said he made good ribs and didn't understand why black people got all the credit for it. He was besieged with letters and phone calls, and that's what began the Mike Rico rib contest. Salesman comes back and said, hey, let's get into this rib contest. Having never done anything like that before, I said, sure. Salesman leaves. I immediately get on the phone to my brother up in Wisconsin, who's a chef by training. Told him I was getting into a rib contest. I needed a barbecue sauce. He talked to the seven best people in the business that he knew to get their ideas, what would constitute a good barbecue sauce. And then with his own ideas, specifically for formulated the sauce for the name Sweet Baby Ray, a nickname I had growing up on the west side of Chicago. My last name is Raymond. The black guys called my brother Ray, and they called me Baby Ray. Most of my life, I was 100 pounds less than him. I've managed to narrow the gap as I tell my story. <laughs> <laughs> so they called me Baby Ray, and my for my baseline jump shot playing basketball, as in, that's sweet. Baby Ray. There you so the, go. I like so the that. The was actually created for the name. We wound up winning second place out of 700 contestants. Mm. And I incorporated the following year. And the rest we say is history. Yeah. Is is Mike's uh, rib contest still going in Chicago? I know he's not. No, around. I don't think it's been going for about 15, 20 years now. Because uh, I used to so, read so, it. So, so Ray Lampy tells the story that that he and I were in, in the first Mike Royko rib contest in 1982. And I'm pretty sure I heard him say that, that there were no competitions before 1982. So uh, he, he takes some and gives me some credit for starting out <laughs> even, even earlier than those guys. Well, that's why, that's why we love Ray Lampy too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that. Uh, Leanne, did you ever, you were up there. No, I wasn't there at the time. But later on, did you? Was Mike's contest still going when you were there? No, I mean it could have been, but you know I was more along the eastern seaboard than I was Midwest. Okay, in my comps. Okay, just mm -hmm. people are going to ask, and I want to know yeah. for sure. Yes. So, Dave, in all the years you've been doing this, um. I know there's ups and downs, there's ups and downs in every business, there's ups and downs in what we do right here, right now. But what's the greatest up, the greatest high you have you might say that you've had from being uh, in the barbecue slash sauce business? Probably winning second place in Reno, Nevada in uh, Best of the West Rib Contest. Our first year out there, we like traveled 1,800 miles, cooked hundreds of cases of, of brisket and pork and ribs, and we had a fried chicken with a pecan gla uh, glaze for it, uh, and all of our sides and everything, and and we weren't that advanced as as cookers, so to go out there our first year and have that kind of success and uh, and, and standing my, my, my nephew Deuce was standing right next to Mike Mills, who was my absolute personal hero. And, and Mike uttered these words that my nephew will ever, will never forget talking about it. Mike says to him, Deuce, 
I hope you come in second place. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, a little karma there or something like that. There's, How many? Ha- go ahead. I was just going to say there's there, there's a lot of karma wherever Mike Mills goes. Yeah, that, that is true. How many competitions do you think you've competed in, Dave? Well, first of all, I think my nephew might be right in the background here. So let me say I'm the fluff and not the stuff. <laughs> and and I think I've cooked in, I've been with our team in 60 competitions. I'm guessing he would probably say he's been in closer to, to, to 70 or maybe 75. And then we've been with other people that have cooked more. But uh, at, at, at the end of the day, I judge by what, what, Deuce and I have been in, and almost all of those, it's been with with his team, Deuce is Wild. Uh, although the first competition team I I, I was on, had, had, especially since I'm a Christian per, person, the uh, the name of the team was the Church of Swintology. <laughs> <laughs> so just you know, I'm I'm 100% a a guy and his story. And then you can tell me about your barbecue and your place, and and uh, competition barbecue has all of that and more, just like restaurants do. And you know, barbecue people are unique that they like each other and hang around with each other and eat eat eat, eat each other's food. Once again, like the like Mike Mills says, that the, the pizza guys don't do that. So, yeah. so no, that's we like true. each other enough to hang out with each other. We like each other to share share our information with and uh i think it is a a unique uh community yeah i think i think mike was right on that in the fact that uh, i i owned a restaurant at one time and i owned a catering company at one time and um i didn't hang out with the other restaurant tours now the bar owners i would hang out with sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but the restaurant, the actual restaurant aspect of that, and you know, unless it was something that they put right in front of you when you were sitting there across the counter from something with a big mirror and a lot of bottles, I probably didn't bother much. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right, right, guys, come to find out, they're probably working. Yeah, know, I don't know any other industry where where people work more than that than the restaurant industry. 60 80s hours a week common up to 100 110 not not uncommon no that's here you got to be nuts to be in this business oh yeah well my co-pilot right over there you know she she's been in it at times for well she's got a lot of years but with the apron on back in the kitchen overseeing this stuff and and uh it's It's funny it's tough yeah it's tough because sometimes on this show, Dave, just a little sidebar, people will will be doing the interview, be doing the discussion and all that. And then they'll say either I really want a brick and mortar restaurant or I want my own TV show. And Leanne and I both simultaneously will say, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not greener on the other side, but somebody's got to do it, right? People should do it. Our people, people in the, who who are in the restaurant business, should be love people who love to serve other people. That's mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, you need that reward 
because the work or the pay isn't worth it. But, mm-hmm. but 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 if you relate to people well, then then you, you get to serve people, and that makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with uh, Dave Raymond, the namesake and uh, one of the originators of the Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce, now a catering magnet and uh, restaurant tour in Chicago. And Miss Leanne and I'll be back with with Dave right after this. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. This is an encore. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Ms. Leanne Whippin. Um, Follow us on Facebook, if you would. I never ask people to really do that. But uh, follow us on Facebook, which is Barbecue Nation JT, or our own respective Facebook pages and our Twitter accounts and all that stuff. Today, we're talking with Dave Raymond, uh, Sweet Baby Ray's restaurant catering business. And if you recognize the name, of course, that was he was one of the originators of the Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce, which is huge. Dave, do you regret selling the sauce? Well, l- l- let me clear that up for you. Okay. I, I am the founder of the company, and I can and how I refer to myself to, 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 to in a situation like that, I'm the name on the bottle. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, as the name on the bottle and the founder of the company, do you uh, do you have any regrets from selling the the company? Because the you guys were doing you know land rush business, and it's just gotten bigger. We were the fifth best-selling barbecue sauce in, in the country when we sold. And uh, my wife and I thought that, that we had enough, enough money to last us the rest of our lives. I felt as though uh, we could never catch up to our competition. Casey Masterpiece and Kraft and Bullseye, they've been around 40, 50 years longer than us. They had the brokers, the network, top sales guys, and and the money required to take advantage of all of those opportunities. So how are we going to ever catch up to that? Well, as it turns out, I was wrong about that as well <laughs> as a lot of other things. I, I, I would say the regret, the regret I would have is not dealing with some of the excellent people that, that, that I had a chance to build some relationships with and, uh, the absolute most fun in my entire business career and maybe my whole life is going in and spending 15 or 20 or 25 minutes on a sales call and being able to walk out with a few thousand cases sold, sometimes less, and days, sometimes more. And that's when you know you're alive. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's those sales calls. But, but, but then having said all of that, I would say, that doesn't come close to the level of pride that I have with where Sweet Baby Ray's is today. The the massive market share that they enjoy never could have happened if my partner Mike and I had had, had kept the business. And and as my brother Larry, the chef that created Sweet Baby Ray and and, and Deuce's dad said uh, one time, I mean we had 
lots of great moments together that would bring tears to our eyes just talking about uh, how something like this happened to us, how we grew up and everything. So so the, the, the notion of what he said in one of those times was, was the fact that Sweet Baby Ray's is number one now, and I'll be number one as long as my kids are alive. What more could a guy ask for? So, right. so that, 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 that covers a lot of ground. And, and to, to emphasize the growth that they have had, and uh, it's just, just absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. I started the company with $2,000, barely a high school education and a dream. And over the years, I have been many people saying, who is this guy? How could he do it? I could do it. I could blah, 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 blah. But to, to me, the only thing that sets me apart from any other person is I would say, because of how I grew up, I had bigger dreams and they lasted longer. And I'm 68 years old. I'm still chasing my dreams. Most of the people I know had to give up chasing their dreams a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. So again, for all that, I feel as blessed as anybody could be. You know, Dave, it's, it's funny you say that. I went to a, uh, I don't want to, uh, a celebration of life yesterday. And uh, he's one of my best, not, his son is one of my best friends, the guy who passed away. His son, is, and he also happens to be my lawyer. And we grew up across the creek together. We grew up in a very rural area of Oregon. All right. So we're, you know, we're out there doing this stuff. And a bunch of old people that we went to high school with, because his dad was a baseball coach. They they come filtering through the door through the course of the afternoon. Every one of them asked me, are you are you retired yet? Are you going to retire like that? And my friend, his name is Jeff also. Both of us were standing there and they would say, are you guys going to retire? And then it's like, why? What am I going to do? You know, I can only play so much golf and cut the lawn so many times. So I think if you've got it in you to keep charging forward. I think that's a really good deal. And you obviously have that. I do. <laughs> it's all good. Have, have you, uh, have you, we got a couple of minutes where we got to go to break here, uh, Dave, but what's a big thing still on the agenda for you to accomplish? On uh, my wish list and dream list, I, I currently have, have, have three things. First, ongoing, my faith. I'm pretty involved with my faith, and I spend a fair amount of time trying to uh, to 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 serve the underserved and to help feed the food insecure in the inner city, kind of sorta in the neighborhoods that I grew up in. So so that's ongoing and the most important thing. And the pie in the sky for me is uh, trying to help my nephew at some point move move his brand forward to do his wild art competition barbecue. And then I'll put that right to the side of, of still having some input into how how he and I are are fifty fifty partners in, in in our businesses now, and and uh, I, I I still we have lots of conversation, and I have some in, in, input on that, and then then the other pie in the sky thing for probably twelve or thirteen years I've had in my head to try to get a national barbecue and grilling museum together mm. and i've read four and a half books on it and i've talked to a lot of people and and everybody tells me that it's not really possible and uh because in this day and age it could be millions and millions and millions of dollars or not but at the end of the day 
there's better clauses where, where, where people would, would, would put their money. Not in my mind. In my mind, Smithfield is a $22 billion company. All the other companies associated with, 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 with people who eat barbecue and grill foods in their backyards. In my mind, this could be a place where, where it could more than ever we need it because it could help bring people of, of all flavors together. And, you know, you can't have the best of anything without diversity. Well, I ask you, and that's a great answer. And mm-hmm. another great answer is uh, Dave, Miss Leanne, and myself will be back in just a couple of minutes. we got to pay a couple bills, but uh, you're listening to Barbecue Nation on USA Radio Networks and assorted other platforms and things around the world. And we'll be right back. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. This is an encore. Welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation. Uh, I'm JT, along with Leanne Whippen, Hall of Famer, and uh, Mr. Dave Raymond there. See, I got your name right this time, Dave. Geez, it only took me 14 minutes to do it. Uh, but again, the people at Painted Hills Natural Beef, they have a special offer for Barbecue Nation listeners. You can go to their online store, which is naturalbeef.com. You got to put a hyphen in there. Uh, go to their online store, place your order, and in the bottom left-hand side, there's a thing for a product code. Just put BBQ Nation. Lowercase is fine. BBQ Nation, and you'll get 15% off your order, and some of their fine beef will arrive right at your door. And secondly, Ms. Whippin's family-owned and her management, Pig Powder. Uh, Pig Powder was developed by her dad. Uh, trim tab or Jim, if you will. And he won the best rub on the planet. Mm-hmm. And Leanne runs that outfit now. And uh, you can find that at pigpowder.com. I will say I use pig powder, not just on pork. I use it on a lot of stuff. And uh, it's I'm shipping re- you out some more today. Are you? Replenish. Yes, I am. Do I get the autograph picture? That goes oh, sure. With? I'll do oh. that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Dave, Dave didn't know that. But if you order enough pig powder, Dave, Leanne will send you an autograph picture eight by so you should do that with your barbecue sauce <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i think it works out well don't you mm-hmm. when <clears throat> how tough this would Dave. be my big tip sense off at store level <laughs> sense that, that, off that, that's how you sell the most most product is is to get the price as low as you can to make it most affordable for the consumer then then after some point when they actually try it, then you got a chance for repeat business. And that's the name of the game in retail. Yeah, absolutely. Words well spoken. Um, I forgot what I was going to ask you there, but it, growing up in Chicago, your story, it, your family wasn't a family <clears throat> of great means. You were probably just average kids, weren't you? 
Oh, we were a long way from average. My mom was married five times. I went to eight different grammar schools, and I was the last wow. white kid on the block in two neighborhoods. Wow. Okay. On the, other, on the other hand, the people I grew up with were sort of all like that. So, so if you ask me if if I had a good childhood and I had a good time growing up, my answer would be absolutely yes. Well, sure. What's what's wrong with that? That's just part of life. I mean, really, you can well, do that. It's part of life, but you have to you have to be, make adjustments to it. Like like you have to muster up a a positive attitude, and you have to muster up doing more to get to 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 get out of that place, so you can have somewhat of a normal life. And and in doing so, growing up. I'd say I grew up ghetto strong. <laughs> I knew at a very early age that, that that no matter how crappy the day is, tomorrow rolls around and you find some way to deal with it. Uh, I, 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 I knew a lot of people, you know, I, I was exposed to diversity at a young age and, and, and that helped me in my business and helped me in my life to, to, to get along with people and, and learn that, that, that at the end of the day, no matter how tribal we are, we're all humans. Yes, so, so I was able to to get. Uh, I I I also learned uh, not to be afraid of things. You know, I I I had. Uh, I I not, I've never had I, I never had that much. So I was all, always willing to risk everything. So it wound up being a major competitive advantage for 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 me in business and and just any one of a number of things like that. It just it, you know, it could always be better. But it could always be a lot worse than it could be a lot better. So you 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 have to find some way of of, of connecting positivity to your life, no matter where you are, no matter what your situation is. Mm, very wise words. Do you remember the first sales call you went on after you had sweet baby Ray's sauces bottled and ready to go? And you know, do you remember the first big account? I, 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 you you betcha. I might have said this to Leanne, and that might be why you're asking me. But uh, here's the truth of the matter: is my very first sales call, I went into a 500 square foot butcher shop, and and said these words: "You don't need any barbecue sauce today, do you?" <laughs> As it turns out, they did not. And uh, I'd like to think I'd like to think that uh, over time my presentations got a little bit better, but but it wasn't for a long time. I, I I I would say six six eight months and 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 then I would say easily two hundred calls before you learn how to turn the no's into yeses and for me that 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 that's, that happened over a period of time after being rejected time and time and time and time again I would then come out and say Ooh, I should have said this or Ooh, I could have said that and then sometime after that I I because I'm a businessman, I got together a sheet of paper and I titled it Responses to Common Objections. So, so, so then I would go in on a call and, and the guy said, say, would say, well, it's February. I don't need any barbecue sauce. And I'd be able to say, well, you want to get a bottle ready for April or May when they have the pantry filled. So the first nice day, you, know, you got a bottle of barbecue sauce to use. Or... I own a restaurant and I have great rib. Why would I change my sauce? And number nine might have been, well, ask ask your good customers to try the sauce on a chicken sandwich. Get some feedback from them. So so at at, at some point 
I, I had learned and understood that no wasn't always no. And then I also learned that you can help yourself. And I also learned there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Do you remember the last sales call you went on before you uh, sold the company? <clears throat> I remember my last year that I made a successful sales calls to Walgreens, which got us into an ad program that went out to 40 million uh, potential people that could buy Sweet Baby Ray's. And then I remember we had an ad with, with a, a uh, hardware store called Menards that, mm. that, that uh, they had on their front page of their, their ad up to six bottles free, Sweet Baby Ray's, <laughs> of, of which that earned me calls from every buyer in the Chicago. Hey, I want the deal you gave that guy. Hey, I want the deal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there were a lot, lot, a lot of questions to be answered there. But uh, <laughs> California was what, what, what was my last year, and we went into to Compton, California, where I had lunch, by the way. And then I called on on Food for Less and Ralph's, which were like 200 feet away from each other in the same building, and uh, made successful calls to both of them and walked away with a 8.3 share of the Los Angeles market in our first year. And hard to think that uh, anybody could have had that kind of growth, all due to to Ralph's, which was I think forty percent of the market right. at that time, and they had a a buy one get one free uh, offer that that just drove cases and cases and cases. When you well, it's it's not only you know your sales tactic. I feel like the sauce itself, you know, it's merit on its own. Do you think that? That would be my brother's opinion. The chef <laughs> I was going to say, do you think the hurdle was getting it to the point where they'd actually taste the sauce and then you make the sale or it, they didn't even need to taste it in order for you to make the sale? Well, well, early on, early on, we knew that if we could get people to try our sauce, we would earn our share of repeat business. That, 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 that was a big, big deal for us, of, of which I remember the days, early, very early days, my partner saying to me that uh, anybody could give it away, which, which which turned out not to be true. Not that he wasn't true about a lot of stuff, but he he wasn't true about that because three times crap is still crap. Right. And, uh, mm -hmm. so, so so you have to have have a, a reasonable re reasonable product. And I think I forgot your question. Could you ask me that again? No, I, I think I, I think you you got yeah, it. You it's, got it. You didn't have to actually taste it, you know. But once they did taste it, you kind of got them hooked, you know. At that so point, could, so. Could, could I comment on that? So sure, so, sure. So I I, I would want to say that that when my brother passed away, I think it's been two years ago now. His uh his daughter, my my niece, was was getting together his obit, as they call it. Mm -hmm. and 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 wanted to honor him and, and and give him recognition that she felt he was deserved in, in in the barbecue community and i tried to explain to her that that from from my position he wasn't deserving of, of that in the barbecue community he was deserving of that in the barbecue in the retail barbecue sauce world because literally what his recipe did was change the perception 
of what the vast amount of people in America feel is the correct flavor profile of barbecue sauce. It used to be a, a vinegar-based sauce, and then Sweet Baby Ray's, which has over a 50 market share in the entire United States right now, number one or two in 34 of the 35 major markets. So, so, so he literally, with, with Sweet Baby Ray's, changed what the, the perception of what, what people think they like for barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. You could also accuse him of being contributing to the obesity of America with a but but in our family, that's how we look at it. And I mm-hmm. I am immensely proud of him, uh, as is his his Deuce and 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 his daughter. And uh, <clears throat> I can't even talk about it without getting choked up. That I understand how how it got us out of where we were, <clears throat> and gave us some significant feelings of, of of achieving when we were in a position where nobody thought we would. Mm-hmm. That's a that's actually the best legacy, the way you described it there, Dave. I mean, to me, I, I didn't know your brother, obviously, and you and I just met, you know, 40 minutes ago, but uh, what a great way to remember somebody mm-hmm. yeah, like that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Dave Raymond from Sweet Baby Ray's. Uh, right after this here on The Nation. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. This is an encore. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, uh, along with Ms. Whippin. We've got uh, Dave Raymond, Sweet Baby Race. That was his nickname from his basketball, uh, inner city basketball stuff that he did. That's how he got the, the handle on that. Dave, I wanted to ask you one thing. Um, back in those days, when you first started selling the sauce, uh, a common practice today is for people to have to buy shelf space. You know, facings and shelf space. I've been through that. Slotting. Slotting, Mm -hmm. yeah. Slotting. Did you guys have to do that? Yes and no. We, uh, the vast majority of my my career, we were able to negotiate better terms because we were a little guy. And then at some point, I'm going to, so, so, so my last year, which was 2001, maybe 2000. Maybe 2000 slotting for Jewel's 184 grocery stores in Chicago was $22,000 per size per flavor. Wow. <clears throat> so, so at that point, I was I would say, and and once you pay it, then 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 you're in, and you don't pay it every year as long right. as you you keep your your sales up. With which in the grocery business they say. Birth is tough. Resurrection is almost impossible. So, <laughs> so once you win, you got to keep paying, keep paying, keep paying. Because if you get the boot, you don't get back in. Did they make you? Uh, oh, a- so, so, so anyhow, James, go ahead. So, so I would say we, we probably got in for around 5,000 per size, per flavor. And and Campbell's Soup is the only brand that I that I knew of at the time that didn't pay any slotting. They had so much performance that that that, that that's how it went. And uh, so anyhow, my last year, 
I go into Jewel in Chicago and I'm, you know, trying to to negotiate what 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 what's going on and get the best deals like we always got. And 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 the buyer says to me, Dave, you know, like you're number one in the category. You got to pay some money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but 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 let me let me just take a second and and explain what that twenty two thousand dollars does. Twenty two thousand dollars got me into one hundred eighty four stores, and then then you got to be selling like three quarters of a case per week to keep your slot, right. and then and then so so the product goes to Jules Warehouse. Then from Jules Warehouse it goes to 184 stores warehouse. Then it goes from the stores warehouse to to to, to the shelf. <clears throat> and then there's kids that have to front it every night when bottles are <clears throat> excuse me, when bottles are taken away. <clears throat> if you have it on display, it gets moved back and forth. If bottles break, they have to clean it. So there's lots of things that occur there's all the tracking of a of a retail price, of a sale price, of a two for three, of a three for five, of 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 uh, returns that come back that you that you have to make good, and there's just lots of things that happen just for that piece of it. Then mm-hmm. then you have a broker that represents you to all those stores, and in stores like Jewel, you got to be in those stores. They're big stores once a week. They're smaller stores twice a week. Independent groups, you got to be in twice a month. Independent stores, you got to be in once a month. And and all these times, you're not just walking in there. You're you're working to build your relationship with the grocery manager. You're looking to build your relationship with the store manager. If you do a demo there and you, and you can hand out some bottles to the to people that work in the store, why wouldn't those guys be more inclined to recommend something that they've tasted and they're familiar with and somebody is doing them right? And a plain old everyday brand like Kraft and Open Pit. So as a small guy, you do have opportunities, but you have to be there and seize them because the big guys have all of the advantages. Mm-hmm. Did you have to do um, with your slotting? Did you say, okay, we are slotting this, and you had to, and you just went over the, you know, the shelf space that you had to fill, and this is how much you had to fill it, and this is how much to be there. Uh, I went through a similar situation like that a long time ago, but they also wanted so many free cases per store. They wanted like four cases of my product per store. There was 20 stores. That was a lot of cases with you're starting up with no money to give away. So there's a customer in Chicago. We'll call them customer a. Okay. (laughs) And my, my, my first year they had 17 stores. And he wanted two cases free for each store. And then he was going to build four more stores. So he wanted another eight cases for those stores that that, that, that weren't open yet. So so that that seemed ridiculous ridiculous to me. So I said, no how, no way, I'm not going to do that. So, so, so that was one whole year. I had no no, no sales whatsoever from uh from, from from store A. So 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 the lesson there is is if you want to play the game, you got to pay the price. And and he was a big customer, and and they 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 wound up moving a ton of product for me and live and learn. Mm-hmm. And 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 also how you are as a person and what kind of values you you have that you bring to your business. I was doing a food show in the early day, and 
and we had a raffle to give away a Weber grill. And at the end of the day, I go to pull the winning raffle out and I pull it out and the guy puts it back in. And then he looks at the list of, of people who got there. Here, this is your winner here. He picked the best customer that we have. So, so that, that, that didn't play well with me. So my solution to that was I never had, I never had any more of those deals. Yeah. Instead of doing that, I would rather have nothing. Uh-huh. No, I under I understand. Uh, Dave Raymond from Sweet Maybe Ray's uh, Restaurants now and catering companies and uh, the original company owner and namesake of Sweet Baby Ray's Sauce. Uh, Dave is going to stick around for after hours. But thanks, man. This has been great. You, you, you've missed the, the most important recent news about him. What's that? that? That he was inducted to the Hall of Fame. That is right. And that is my bad. That and is that my- is a huge, huge honor. Huge honor. Big mouth that I am. I do want to say counting you as a Chicagoan for, for, for your years of, of most excellent restaurant and representing the barbecue community in Chicago. Oh, there are you. there are nine inductees from Illinois. So I, I wow. that, 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 more more than any other state and uh, clearly higher, higher than anybody. Uh, I, I think a lot of people should be thinking that 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 George Stephen from Weber Grill. You know, he, he he opened up the the our country's minds to to backyard barbecuing uh-huh. and or grilling is, is the fact of the matter. And, right. and I try to make this differentiation is, is if, if you just count barbecuing, you know, there are all, all these great barbecue guys that get all the recognition, recognition. But uh-huh. at the end of the day, three or four percent of the population is barbecuing when when if you throw grilling into that mix. Now we're up to 95% of the population. Where is the next great barbecue guy coming from? Absolutely, right. positively, 100% backyard barbecue. Yep. So, yep. so, so to, to me, barbecue is both a noun and a verb. And as, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm much more tuned into the guy and his story than I can get into his barbecue and his place. There you go. Anyway, we have got to get out of here. Dave Raymond, thank you. He's going to stick around for after hours. Miss Leanne, thank you. Remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. And we'll be back next week. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.